Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Sean, Chris, the man that's un- incapable of giving a proper thumbs up at beers. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, how are we all doing this week? You're not so bad. How are you? Sound. I am horse of throat. Horse of throat. Yes. Animal <laughs> of anatomy. <laughs> that's my new hardcore band. <laughs> <laughs> But other than that, all good. Good, good. I, you know, I can't believe it's like race twenty-one mm. already. You know what I mean? We're looking at the it's Abu Dhabi Grand December. Prix. It's the long. It's been the longest F one season in the history of F one seasons. Gone. Um, that, and and we're at the end of it. Yeah. Gone. It's disappeared completely. It's just yeah. So we need more races. So it doesn't seem like <laughs> doesn't seem like ten minutes since you were saying that Alfa Romeo might be title challengers this season. <laughs> I did say that, as, and, and, and I believe a lot of the podcast agreed with me. I also seem to remember a lot of angst about the lack of Alfa Romeo gear. Yes. Yes. And then it came on sale and it was like, would you you like to remortgage your house to purchase a t-shirt? Would you like to sell your (laughs) Alfa Romeo to buy a jacket? Uh, Right now, that's probably a good trade. (laughs) (laughs) You having Alfa problems again? Even your 100% pure cotton Alfa jacket would rust. (laughs) Yeah, quite possibly, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we have the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix this season. Are this we, season? This, this weekend. I've got, I've got the same this, thing that Sean's got. This season. Got. To be fair, it was still factually correct. This, well, yeah, this season's Abu this, Dhabi this Grand week, Prix this, this weekend. weekend. Yeah. But I mean, not this month. No. No, for the, first, for the first time we're getting an F1 race in December. Is that this the first December race? Yeah. yeah they, <gasps> they maybe, made, maybe it'll snow. They made the, the big thing of, <laughs> they made a big thing about the start of the season 20 minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. Mm. The... Um, Last year's Abu Dhabi Grand Prix there was rain. Was it two days before the race or something? Yeah, it was. Did what? it rain on race day? There was like a spritz, wasn't there? Yeah, it was like I, either I, last year or the year before. I seem to remember some sort of spray coming mm. off cars. That was mainly fire extinguishers when Hulkenberg was hanging like a cow. No, they yes. definitely have had a little sort of... Maybe maybe it was a practice session maybe. or something like that. But I'm, th- I'm thinking of the same thing you are, but I don't know when it was. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, in the middle of the desert. Shows how interesting Abu Dhabi is, mm. isn't it? <laughs> At some point, it may have once slightly is, rained. I really like the layout of the circuit and what that. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember his name, but your man who who built up the Yas Marina area uh, is it's 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 brilliant. It's you've got the the grandstand area, which feels like you're you're in a stadium almost. I mean, we've all played the played the the PlayStation game at some point. I mean, it feels like you're in a stadium mm-hmm. when you're on the surrounded by these huge tall stands, and then you're out into sweeping turns, and then into another like stadium section. It's great to play. Long, it was, it's, <laughs> it's a great track to play. It should be a great track to drive. But for some reason, it doesn't create great races. It's it's because the two corners are too tight, aren't they? They're, they go into like hairpins and really tight corners, and it's just impossible to overtake. Was it a Tilka circuit? I think so. I think it, it's in F1. It's got yeah. And is this the 10th yeah. running of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix? I think oh, this is the 11th. I the 11th think 2009 run. was its first race, and I don't think it skipped a year. Fuck me dead. That's ridiculous. The 11th running. <laughs> this is the 11th running mm. of the Abu Dhabi Grand See, Prix. See, look who read some notes before they came. That's crackers. <laughs> look who the proper journalist in the room is, <laughs> Sean. You with all your provable facts. <laughs> Historical Memory evidence. And, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And things. Um, yeah, that is... It just doesn't seem like it's been going that long. No. Still, what it's still to me one of the newest races on the circuit. Although so was Malaysia when they decided to bend that off. That was nearly twenty years. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Brand new. Nostalgia's not what it used to be. No, no, it really isn't. Um, I suppose to some people, the Hungarian Grand Prix is still probably quite a new one, even though that's been around since like mid eighties. But yeah, it's uh, it, it generally speaking doesn't produce an interesting race. Although we have seen interesting things happen. We've seen drama. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, drama, like Vettel making his way through from the pit lane. Alonso all the way. not being able to get past Petrov. <laughs> yeah, yeah. twenty ten was that yeah. uh, when mm-hmm. Vettel won his first championship. Yeah, somehow, the most tense and non overtake has yeah. ever been. <laughs> yeah, somehow Renault made a car that could keep Ferrari behind it quite comfortably. Not just a Ferrari, but a former Renault employee Ferrari. Was driver. that the same year that he, that uh, he was beaten to a win in Spain by um, Maldonado? Was that the same year? No, that no, was twenty twelve. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, right. I was just going to say that that would be a year to forget, <laughs> Fernando. 
Yeah. Uh, well, like next year when he's driving Ferrari. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not a... gonna happen. Well, that's the thing. Are we? Are we? Because looking... it's gonna be Hulkenberg. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Are we looking at a couple of drivers' last Formula One races? You know, Robert Kib- Kubica. Kubica, definitely. We're pretty yeah. sure he's gone. Yeah. We don't think he's coming back. It looks like Kubica is about to sign for Haas as the sim driver. No, I heard that, that is that's, the main story at the moment. What? Yeah, that's Hang been rumoured long Kubitz time. Kubica's going to Haas? Yes. Yeah. Why do they collect this, poor this, drivers? This rumour came out the same week they announced they were keeping Grosjean. It was a really like happy week to be a Haas fan, I think. We want our drivers to look better, so we're hiring Robert Kubica. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, it's, uh, def- I think it's definitely going to be Kubica's last race. Mm-hmm. As things stand, it's going to be Hulk's last last race for the time being. It looks like Latifi's getting the Williams seat, although nothing's confirmed. They, Hulk, Hulk they, has discounted getting the Williams seat. He said yes. he's not going to take it. Uh, Williams can't it. confirm Latifi until after the F2 race finishes on Sunday. Okay. Uh, for points, is for that? Points. Yeah, he doesn't purposes. officially get enough points until the end of the F2 season. Okay. He still has a bag of cash. Well, this is what, what was Saturday, the, Ma- the massive bag of cash. I think they've got one yeah. on each, have they not? Yeah, they've got uh, the feature yeah. in the sprint. Yeah, feature, feature race Saturday, sprint race Sunday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it uh, looks like Latifi's getting the Williams seat, so Kubica is, is, is well gone. Hulkenberg as well. I think the only way we're going to see Hulkenberg in a seat in Formula 1 is if we get that surprise Rosberg-style yeah. retirement. Or um, um, somebody has to be re- replaced through the year. Because we're, we're thinking about it, that happens quite a lot now, doesn't it? You, know, you go through the season and sooner or later you end up with a super sub in somewhere. You know, we, we, it's, we, it happens. Like when Massa was in, direct joined. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Even, even this year, we, we almost had. Who was. Who was uh, it was Ericsson when Eric, yeah. Raikkonen had his. Was it a fishing accident or something and he had yeah. his leg injury? Hangover. <laughs> <laughs> he was river, walking with beers. a limp. Yeah. Definitely, mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. Um. Uh, Looking at, I don't, there hasn't been there hasn't been a season there hasn't been a season for a couple of years where there's been some um, a super sub coming in. Well, not in in this particular. I suppose uh, Giovinazzi in twenty seventeen when he replaced Berline for the first couple of races. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jensen Button as well when he replaced Alonso. Yeah, one race. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it all kicked off that year and a total yeah. of six, Whatever the fuck Toro Rosso were doing two years driving ago. the two Toro Rosso cars over the course yeah. of the year. <laughs> yeah, Ocon was a... Was a um, he replaced Harry Anto, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, it, it was a kind of a super sub, but again, he was a rookie. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like somebody who'd fallen out of favour and then came back in. Mm-hmm. I suppose Massa replacing Bottas when Bottas went to Williams, mm-hmm. uh, went to Mercedes from Williams. Heidfeld, Heidfeld's had a couple of goes coming back and forwards, hasn't he? Kovalainen. He replaced Kubica after his accident. Yeah. Kovalainen, Kovalainen yeah. came in for Raikkonen, yeah. I think. Lotus, do you remember someone, someone doing a super sub at Lotus? Yeah, Lotus. Kovalainen. Yeah, Kovalainen. <laughs> Kovalainen when Kimi had a back injury. Slash he... Lotus run out of money. Injured his back by yeah. standing in the queue at the bank without a check. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no, so it's if you've got Hulkenberg on the bench waiting for to be subbed in, there's worse drivers out there that you could have fall into a Formula One car. Yeah, and they're all richer. Mm-hmm. Darista <laughs> and Williams. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what was. Yeah, yeah. But the. Um, the thing with Hulkenberg is that it, I, I think he'd take a Formula 1 seat if one came up, but I, I don't know. I think the only way one's going to come up is if, um, we, we already said about the Ferrari link, mm. if Vettel decides he's retiring. That rumour won't go away. Yeah, but the only issue with that is, is would Ferrari take the risk with Hulkenberg? Unless of what course, is the other option? Unless, right? of course, Danny Rick has this get-out clause in his Renault contract mm. and yeah. Ferrari come for him and all of a sudden... Renault need a driver. Oh, hang on. Yeah, don't bother clearing. <laughs> don't bother clearing your locker out, mate. Yeah, just move it next door. And Listen, I, I know it's it's an unpopular opinion for people, but I I don't think unless there's another step forward from where he is this year, I, I don't think Leclerc is capable of challenging for a championship. No, but uh, um, as I said in last week's podcast, I think Ferrari need to decide. In order to challenge properly for a mm. championship, uh, they need to decide who they're going to throw their weight behind um, quite early on. I mean, they can always say at the beginning of the season, "Oh, it's equal. It's you know, it's it's this and it's that." But would Ferrari take someone on that hasn't been on the podium? That's the thing. 
Uh, no, they, oh, they did that number, this year. As a number two. Yeah, yeah, but they did it yesterday, yesterday but they were taking a hot up-and-coming rookie, mm. weren't they? It's, yeah. I think they'd take him on as a number two for a season, or they'd stick Hulk in the alpha and bring Kimmy back for... I was just going to say, I think over Hulkenberg, you're more likely to see Kimmy back in Ferrari. Oh, I've got a funny feeling about is... Alonso. I've got a funny feeling about Alonso. <laughs> yeah, you've we... had a funny feeling about Alonso for a few years. I, I know, but it's quite disturbing, and I'm going to stop sending his <laughs> messages about it. There is, there is that, but I mean, I mean, where else down the field? He's going to be back in Formula One, like. I'm not sure now. I think it's very difficult for him. But where else? I down? think I think he might take a McLaren driver. I don't care what they say. There's some reason why he's continually linked with McLaren. He's their ambassador. Cap yeah, sales. He was, he was working in the factory the other day. He um, was working in the factory. Yeah, no, it sounds he like he's there, the just yeah, doing yeah, some just, stitching just and yeah, putting but, the bolts um, on. Yeah, I'd be worried if I was Landon Norris right now. I wouldn't be. Not not yet. This is still his first year in Formula One. If he's mm-hmm. if he's as as far behind Carlos next year, mm-hmm. you know, with you know, on level. No, I'd, I'd like, be worried for either of them if Alonso wanted to come back to McLaren. If that car is good next year. And Alonso wants to come back to McLaren. I think there is someone, either Zach Brown or the money men behind McLaren, that are so high on Alonso, it will just be a thing that happens. Uh, I, I'm unsure. I'm yeah, I don't. Almost, I don't see it, not. given how much turmoil they it's had with Alonso, and now they finally seem to actually be going somewhere without Alonso. Yeah, I don't I mean I don't know where else you, you you'd put Hulkenberg in. As I say, you know. Alfa Romeo, or something happens to either Kimi or, you know, Giovinazzi. I was surprised that they that they um, decided to keep. I say I was surprised. I if I they yeah, I think I wasn't <coughs> given how late they announced it. If it had been like two three months ago, I would have I been. I wouldn't have been mm. surprised. Yeah, but, but I was since surprised the summer they break, so late. Yeah, but the Giovinazzi had had done some some improving. I just don't know where else they'll that they, they could slot Hulkenberg in. But the thing is. He's not a driver that absolutely has to be in Formula One. No, 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 no. Very much like he's he's better than Grosjean and Magnussen, mm-hmm. but he's still in the same box, yeah. isn't he? As far as drivers that could fall out of Formula yeah. One. Yeah, and he said yeah. he's looking at other yeah. other stuff. It's not like Daniel Ricciardo, for instance. You know, if, if he was under threat of falling mm-hmm. out of Formula One, I think we'd all be very upset with the, you know with something like that. And I think someone would create a seat. Yes. If yeah. if suddenly Renault pulled out or something somewhere a seat would open up for him I can I can, uh, I can say Hulk battling Rene Rast for the DTM title next year um, maybe well he said in the interview that he's not going to do anything uh, and that he'll be ready for Formula 1 next year should he be needed DTM then mm, no, I, I don't think I don't think he'll race I, th- I don't think he'll race uh, I've read a different interview then because I've read one where he said he's he is looking at I, I reckon I reckon I'm another crack at Le Mans there's talks of him doing. Because of course, because he has single-handedly won that before. Yeah, and he can he can, uh, he can win it in a different team this year. Yes. Indy five hundred. Then all he has to do is oh yeah, Monaco Grand Prix. <laughs> no, he's, he's already um, he's already counted out the ovals. He said he wouldn't mind taking part in the street race, the yeah. street tracks, but he doesn't want to do the ovals. I can understand that. Mm. I I really really wouldn't be surprised if he's if he snapped up as Ferrari's uh, reserve. The Brendan driver. Hartley, Danny Kvyat. Yeah, yeah, the Brendan Hartley. <laughs> the Danny home of rest for old Formula One drivers. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he, he said he said that that's that's a route that he doesn't want to go down. Mm. I mean, he doesn't want to go down it until Ferrari go. Yes. Dear Mister Hulkenberg, lots of money and our drivers are in turmoil, and you get to wear a red suit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and live in Italy for a little while. Yeah, it's not so bad. <laughs> we need somebody who's got more charisma than Mark Genet. <laughs> <laughs> Enter. That, that's not hard. Mm. A used stamp. <laughs> <laughs> hey, some some used stamps, they're very popular in certain niche circles. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't think I've been uh, Mark Genet as the uh, as the public face of Ferrari media presenting the uh, presenting the car launches or anything on video live from Marinello was a good mm. idea. Ridiculous. Yeah, I was watching it from home and you guys are watching it from the Mercedes launch. That was bizarre. Yeah, was we, we weren't the only ones in that press centre laughing at that, though. No, 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 no. But it, it was a bizarre situation to be in, to be at the Mercedes launch, watching Ferrari's launch on the television. Yeah. yeah. And when Mercedes tweeted that they weren't going to miss Ferrari's launch for all the money in the world, Paul's reflection was in the TV on the yes. tweet. Yes. That, that, is my, that is my proudest moment ever on Twitter. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to get some... Um, 
big launches next year from the teams because every launch this season was a little bit on the low key side and there was no there was no precedent it's nice. going towards what we said mm. earlier this year isn't it it's going towards the the launch event where formula 1 launches the that's season that's what it should be which they kind of did in Australia this year, although... Oh, it was a bit weird, that, though. Yeah, the, the boat with the drivers coming down the river and then mm. all the drivers get off and... But isn't Autosport, Autosport's live event, just before, like, uh, the, early in the year? It's, like, us- it's soon, usually think, sort of mid-January. It? It's usually around about your birthday. Yeah. It's usually sort of sometime between mine and Dan's birthday. That's what they should do. They should hook up with Autosport. Set or up copy this, their idea. Yeah, or, <laughs> or set up... Uh, where, if there isn't enough room wherever Autosport do their live thing, then hire a separate fucking building. I think they do it at the NEC or something. They do it in a, one of the big like, 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 like exhibitions, like don't they? in Arena or whatever it's called. Because the, the, the bikes have just done this in Birmingham where they have like a week and a half of just signings and event I'd launches. Argue, I'd argue Formula 1's big enough to use the O2. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the last day of the, last, the last day of motorcycle live was TT day yesterday. Yeah, because you get you get all the British Superbike teams doing their big announcements. You get all the TT teams doing their yeah. who's road racing announcement, yeah. and you get all the fans in there for like several days because they know yeah. where it's all at. What, so. what, how cool would it be, right? You know how you've got the the indoor park area of the um, or I don't it's not indoor, is it? The stadium area of the O2 where they do like the race of champions and the stuff oh, yeah, like that, yeah. and they have yeah. that on. How cool would this be? To have a live event, so you have a, have stuff going on all day with interviews and things like that, and challenges. And all you buy your seat. Yeah, you, you could have like an esports competition, all that sort of that sort of stuff, and then it culminates with in reverse championship order. Really, cars. Both cars coming out. Both cars coming out and parking on a grid in, like in race order, and then like the clo- the closing, um, the closing thing of your. Uh, of your event can be like a wire camera you know like you get the virtual the grid lineup mm. on the yeah, television yeah. <laughs> but a live version of that of a cameraman going down the grid to show you your your, your participants yeah. of the 20 I like season. it but it be most of the time before like more than a few days before first race there is not a second chassis mm. no but the thing is you would speak to these guys and say look we just want a car that's going to drive out of here with your with your livery on that looks something similar mm. to what you're going to race. Fair enough. You know, that's it's a sponsors all, thing as well, though, yeah. isn't it? Because a lot of sponsors clash with each other, and they were obviously like you know they uh, all want their own day. Don't you're not they? you're not going to yeah. want to get um, rocket energy drinks. No, but you can monster you, being. But you you, you get well you get, get coverage every, at the same. You time. get it every race weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's it's the chance you know it's the chance for the sponsors to get their own. But thing, you can isn't still it? do that. You can still do the individual things that, that that they do. I I mean I'm not saying like an optional thing. I think this should be an a forced thing that this is part of Formula One. Yeah, a sign up. For, mm. Sign up to the new agreement. Opening ceremony. Yeah, yeah, sign up to the new agreement. You have to be part of the opening ceremony. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it's a silly idea mm. at all. I mean, a lot, a lot of um, a lot of sporting sporting events have it, mm. and I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. Apart from World Cup opening ceremonies that usually seem to last about four hours, yeah, <laughs> and then the game, the first game afterwards is usually shit. You could even do a race of champions type fucking thing with it, you know, because we always talk about how it'd be good to see Formula One drivers driving something different against each other. So during the course of that day, have a race of champions style knockout event. Between Formula One drivers, in as long in, as no one does the Pascal Verline, as long as no one Pascal Verlines it, <laughs> yeah. then you, yeah, because you wouldn't be able to get Joe Benazzi to replace anyone this year because it would be him that was broken. <laughs> um, while we're on the subject of um, former and non drivers, Dan Tictum's raised his head again, yeah, saying that there's F1 teams interested in him. You had a theory about this, yes, I think there is a difference between interest and manager has had a conversation with someone at the team. I, I, I don't know why everyone is so down on Dan Tickton. Because he has a temper and a discipline issue. Yeah, I don't think it's being 20. down on Dan Tickton. I think it's, where the hell is he going to go? We just had the conversation mm. that there's no seats for a lot of other drivers. Well, he's supposed to be got a Dams, isn't he, this year for F2? He's meant to be doing something with F2. I didn't yeah. know it was D- Dams, Dams, but Dams is what they've got two drivers to. going, haven't yeah. they? So. Um, I think if he's in Dams, given the team it is, I would be surprised if he's not fighting for the championship. Um, 
I I, th- I think he's good enough to make it to Formula One. I think there's something there's something good about him. And you t- turn around and say, well, he's got a temper. Fucking Schumacher. Yeah, Schumacher had a horrible temper. Yeah, yeah. He's... Schumacher literally tried to kill Barrichello. <laughs> Leclerc's got a temper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think I think the main the main problem is with Dan Tictum is he is unpredictable in a race. I, yeah, when he was like seventeen, he's he's been like he's been like that. It was like that last year though. But I think the he's still so young. He's twenty. He's still young enough to make it to Formula One. I I, I think to to write somebody off that age is silly especially someone that was lauded so much by people like Helmut Marko yeah no, I mean, but how many drivers have been through Red Bull Young Drivers Programme yeah. with a glowing review up but until I, about that age and I, then you never hear from them again to be fair I think if he can get uh, if he can cut because there must be still something to do with um, Red Bull because I, I had a look on his website again the other day and he's still Red Bulled up on his on his website, Red Bull sponsored perhaps, but not on Might the just not had some new photos anymore. But I think he's getting some some form of sponsorship from them. Yeah, so there's some something there. <laughs> Red Bull, Red Bull do have a lack of drivers at the minute waiting to come up to the to the there's series. A, uh, there's a few decent ones in like um, F3 last year. There were a few good ones. They've got a couple in Euro Formula doing quite if well. Yuri Vips moving to F2 next Yuri year. Yuri Vips. Nothing confirmed there's... yet. The only F2 driver that's confirmed for next year is Artem Markov, who swore blind <laughs> he was never coming back to a full-time F2 drive, yeah. let alone a part-time one. He did three races last season and now he's signed to HWA. But yeah, they've got Yuri Vips, they've got um, Sonoda, they've got Liam Lawson, they've got Jack Doohan. Um, who else have they got? They've got another Japanese one whose name is eluding me. Um, another one you mean and I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> but not, no, they, they have got a few sort of in the F3 neck of the woods. Not Nobuharu Matsushita. No. Not Nobuharu Matsushita. Tell you what, I think it's time um, F2. I know I know why they decided to do it. But I think it's time F2 scrap that whole if you win the F2 championship, you can't stay in the sport. It's about it's about time they did because... We're losing drivers. We're losing where, drivers where, that could go Where have one. you got to go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if there, isn't, if there isn't an F1 seat... Nick De Vries has gone to Formula E never yeah. to be seen again. <laughs> uh, Nick De Vries who crossed the line... Uh, well, did he cross the line eighth and was classified sixteenth after his penalty? Yeah. <laughs> wow. In Mercedes' debut uh, Formula E race, in which Stoffel Van Dorn finished third. Yeah. Cool. And remained third. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I, I, thought, I, I thought it was strange that it was on a Friday. Yeah, I was surprised when it was like race one underway now. I, are, like, you, are you saying that? To start a championship with the first race, it's a silly idea to have it on during a day when everyone's at work. Yeah, yeah. but don't, don't forget the weekend in Saudi Arabia yeah. is Friday Saturday. That's fucking great. The weekend for, for motorsport fans. That's, that's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. But how much will they have paid? The owners oh, of many. Formula I am right. sure it will yeah, be yeah, plentiful. Yeah. Let us have it, and here's some more money so that we can yeah. do it on our weekend. Yeah. And the thing is, we then tried to watch it on our weekend. None of the channels that well, have is, it had it on catch-up. Is it Qatar, the um, MotoGP that <laughs> yes. Friday, Saturday instead of Saturday, Sunday? <laughs> yeah. Well, when they do that on in MotoGP, see, I knew about that because when um, MotoGP do their thing in Qatar, they tell everyone and all of the TV adverts that they put out, which isn't many, admittedly, is just like, don't forget it's Friday, Saturday, not Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. I think they do. They not still have the race on Sunday though. No, I think it, well, unless they changed that recently. But it was it was I'm, Friday. I'm Saturday. sure they, they do do it on, on Sunday, the one day, now. didn't they? At first, when they, when they, when Formula E first started, it was just a Saturday thing. They qualified in the morning, and raced in the afternoon. I thought it was pretty cool. I don't mind one day thing really. As long as you know, I suppose particularly when that. you're doing it in a city as well, and you're shutting yeah, everything yeah. down, it's maybe a bit more convenient. I think, I think it's fucked Formula Eight. I think they've, I think they've missed the boat of what where it could have been. Formula fucked. Yeah. Um, Good. They've put back the Gen Three cars as well, haven't they? Oh, have they? I think they put put them back by. They were supposed to be 2025. I think they put them back a little bit further, and it's to, to me. I'm sure it's going to carry on. I don't think it's going to die. But to become the Formula One competitor that they always wanted it to be, it's it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I have decreed it. 
Do you reckon maybe they're a bit hesitant because there's the the hydrogen car coming in in WEC and they're kind of waiting to see what that's doing? I think WEC has more chance with what is they're it? planning. DTM as well, DTM trialing a hydrogen. Oh, they, Sorry, they, no, uh, it is, it's, that's what you're thinking of as DTM. No, no, um, WEC top oh, are class. They do they're well? replacing LMP1 with hydrogen right. next year. Wow. I think I think Formula One is probably looking more at what's going on there than they mm. are because. I don't think Formula One wants to move to electric. I mean, we, we, we've decided they can't, yeah. can they? Um, the no, 2030. Yeah, I was going to say has, Formula E yeah. have got the FIA rights to the uh, being the official FIA or electric series for about mm-hmm. another 10 years at least. Yeah. So th- they'd, have, they'd have to move to hydrogen fuel cells or <clears throat> methanol or something. I think that's always going to be the problem, isn't it, as far as electric racing goes in single-seater cars. You've got small cars... That you want to make as light as possible. Yeah. But even with the like, the more the faster you want the cars to go, is the more energy the battery's going to ha- mm-hmm. need to have. So you can't shrink the batteries down because it's yeah. capacity you're after, rather than making them smaller. Mm-hmm. So I think you're always going to have this slightly leery, not really race car feeling car. You, know, you you look at them and go, that's what. Some some people like the fact that they're all slidey and stuff like that. To me, it just looks like quick go-karts and probably not even as quick as World <laughs> Championship go-karts. Um, well, no, they can't be as quick as World Championship go-karts because World Championship go-karts don't have absolutely fucking stupid chicanes 100 feet away from the start line where everybody snarls up. Well, this is true, yeah. I, and I think that's the other <coughs> thing as well. Your uh, The amount of accidents and now penalties. I don't I don't even know what the pens were for. What, what was that I about? I have no idea. I know that um, somebody got disqualified. Max Gunter overtook under a safety car, so he he lost his position. Yeah, right. there, there were there were plenty of um, plenty of penalties. It feels like a lottery. You know, uh, it feels like a war of attrition than an actual motor race. No, he drives for Jaguar. <laughs> Did Jerome Ambrosio pen- get disqualified and yet somehow still finished ahead of someone? <laughs> like, no idea. I don't know. <laughs> what Formula E's crowning moment will forever be... That a, first race. Uh, of the first race and then that subsequent end... It was at the end of that championship where they had like the... The two leading cars of the championship Shoot were last. For, for championship. Mm. That was so exciting, and it really shouldn't have been. <laughs> <laughs> the first race kicked this whole thing off. It did, yeah. yes. It did. Yeah. And we had, we, we had all the grand plans of following Formula E because that was going to be the future, and we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stick to the number one instead of the letter E. Yes. <laughs> Today's Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> It's brought to you by regret. <laughs> <laughs> um, talking talking of regret, there's still um, there's still rumblings about Honda not being uh, overly clear on what they're doing in 2021 yet. Uh, whether, well, whether they're staying or going. Well, apparently Horner has come out and said that uh, the the win in uh, Brazil has been instrumental in helping them to stay with yeah. or make their mind up. The, 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 there is a slight news story that I've just remembered that we haven't really touched on, was the Fer- Ferrari and Ferrari customers being asked to provide fuel filter samples. Every, oh, yes. Everyone, they took the fuel flow sensors off every single car, and as of 2020... There's now going to be two fuel flu, fuel, fuel flow sensors in the cars. It's easy for you to say. I know, yeah. <laughs> it, looked, it looked like, and this is not confirmed, but it looked like on the Ferrari and customer... Um, Ferrari might have been cheating. They may have been tricking the fuel flow sensor. I think they were cheating. <laughs> Exploiting a loophole. Yes. Toto Wolf said that when he looked at what... For Red Bull provided three different scenarios for how Ferrari could be doing what they're doing. And, uh, Toto Wolff, we're to, doing all three of them. No, Toto <laughs> Wolff said, if any team is found to be doing this, it can't be accepted as just exploiting the rules and it has to be looked at as out-and-out out cheating. Which means Mercedes probably aren't doing it then. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, not so, anymore. So, so, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? For next year's double fuel flow sensors yeah. um, to reinforce... I mean, well, if you can loophole round one of them, surely they can just put another loophole in and loophole round two of them. So, what are we going to get like 2021 triple fuel flow the, sensor? This, well, this no, the, is the basically fa- what the regulations are, though, aren't they? They're just loopholes until yeah. they're found and then it's a new loophole. Fuel from sensor look, harder. From the looks of things, the fuel, fuel flow sensors are actually um, made by the well engine done. manufacturers. 
And the new second one that's going in is going to be an FIA standardised one. Yeah. Okay. And it's going to be an identical one that everyone puts in that mm-hmm. is apparently tamper-proof. Because they don't uh-huh. have that problem Yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. apparently. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> They don't have that problem in Formula E, though, do they? So Ferrari being up to something like, you don't lose. We'll we'll see in Abu Dhabi whether their qualifying pace comes back. But at one point, they had like a second on the rest of the field over one lap. (coughs) It was a huge qualifying advantage that eroded away in a split second. And then their race pace eroded away as well. Mm. You know, they were up to something. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who corrected me on what happened with Charles Leclerc's tires as well in, in, in Brazil. He did stop around about the same time. Yeah, I got by proxy heat from all this. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 to be fair, Dan normally gets by proxy heat because of you slagging off Leclerc, so I think you had credit. True. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I'm right about Leclerc. It's all your Leclerc, Leclerc coming was, home to roost. Leclerc was on the newer tires. Yes. Yes. That's, Leclerc, as, if as I, I remember, by, by five laps. Leclerc stopped I under the safety car at the same time yeah. as Vettel. Yeah. Uh, not Vettel, um, Verstappen. So I think we were looking at Verstappen, but Leclerc was like right yeah. behind him. Well, that was my whole thing with it. Who it I apologise for being tires. so wrong. Yeah. How However, dare you? <laughs> but, it, but it still makes it more Vettel's fault because he was on the older tyres trying to pass them, but he didn't shove him off the track. Well, absolutely. absolutely the, it, was, it was Vettel's fault, certainly, in, in that situation. You what, really went on autopilot and said it was Leclerc's fault because that's just what you say. <laughs> no, no, but I still believe it was Vettel's fault for the accident, but Leclerc had the opportunity to stop the accident. If, you, like, if you're coming up, uh, up the road outside my house mm-hmm. and there's cars on... Uh, up the road there on one side of the, uh, the road mm. yeah. you've got the right of way coming up mm-hmm. and if a car suddenly decides to pull out pull out in front of you you have just as much responsibility to not run into that car as he has not to run into you well technically true you could say that about any crash in any motor racing no, no, series cause, ever because some, sometimes there's no way out of it but when you've got a huge amount of track next to you mm-hmm. and you know your, you can see your teammate coming this way he had the choice to give more to to give in. He tried to give more, and he room. didn't. No, he didn't want to well, give not in. Not getting into it again. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that, yeah. got, that got heated enough last week and on social media. <laughs> yeah. from last uh, to, the, to, the, to the point where you Tuesday had to morning, lie. Yes, had to lie to change my mind. <laughs> But on your Twitter, you said that it's it, it, you, you went back to it being 100% Seb's fault when you found out that Leclerc was on fresher tyres. Yeah, I think it, I think the accident was Seb's fault with yeah. with him on the fresher tyres. But I still think that Leclerc could have stopped them having the accident. Yeah, I agree with uh, the the comments that are being posted on YouTube right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not, not going to look at the comments on YouTube <laughs> until <laughs> until tomorrow when. Right. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it in my lunch break. I like. I like the way that YouTube now lets you keep the comments on live streams. It yes, used it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is good. Um, mm-hmm. Remember, if you're listening to the podcast and you wish that you could have watched us on YouTube, you can. We're we're live on on Monday evenings UK time. Um, Nine o'clock on, UK on, time usually. Yeah. Dep- depending on the quality of um, the Wi-Fi router that Lee's been landed with from a really shitty telecoms company over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so if you wanted to to join us and watch us uh, podcasting live, you can. Um, we yeah. just come on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash three legs four wheels, as strangely Inception style people are doing right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So we've got a race to look forward to this weekend. Then we do. Yes. Uh, not a great circuit, as already discussed. Yeah. The worst circuit. It's I don't know that it's France. No, France Castellet. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It never used to be. Never. Never used to be. It'd be the worst. Russia, pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's usually a poor race, but... The- I'm, I'm going to be controversial and say oh. Hockenheim after all the changes. I don't oh, no, like, Hockenheim. Gave us a, a good, good race this year, though, didn't it? We had a good race, but I don't know. I don't, I don't like the way it's gone now. I miss the... I mean, don't forget, like, the, the spectacle of the old Hockenheim was good. I think it, it was, was a shit race, circuit. it yeah. was a boring race. I think it's lost a lot of its character... Yeah, but it was still, it, like Hockenheim was a boring race when get, it was you, you straights get, and chicanes. You get good races. Yeah, you you get better races, I think, on the new layout. Um, so the main the main battles we've got for this week really is who comes sixth. Because fourth and fifth are decided mm-hmm. now. Fourth, fourth and fifth are um, pretty much that. I mean, if Leclerc wins and Verstappen doesn't finish, 
Oh, I thought you were talking about teams. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was talking about drivers. <coughs> but yes, fourth, fourth, um, fourth and... Well, no. Third and fourth are decided. Um, Is fifth not decided? Fifth isn't decided. Renault were only eight points ahead of Toro Rosso. Ooh. Gasly, Gasly. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. As soon as you get this far down the ground, I don't give a fuck where who finishes <laughs> where. <laughs> but given what they had such an awful start to the season, uh, Toro Rosso, you know, yeah. it would be good to see them steal position off Renault right at the end. <sighs> Terrible season for Renault, isn't it? Mm. It is really, especially when you look at uh, you know Racing Point, you could kind of discount because of their whole some turmoil last yeah, turmoil year. Turmoil last year. I mean, Perez keeping them afloat. They I think they've had a reasonable year considering. Yeah. Yeah. Racing Point have released a statement saying this car was never going to be brilliant. Look what was happening when we were designing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Alfa Romeo. Oops, they fell away quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, Although they had a bit of a com- good, good result last race. time. Yeah, yeah. Good, great result in Brazil, which is let's be honest, an right, anomaly for first, race for the but... first half of the season. It was Kimi keeping them going. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then you look at your final two. Um, well, yeah. Haas have got points. Williams have got point. Mm. <laughs> and what is it? That Haas have only scored points in five races this season, is it? That sounds about yeah, right. Like that. I think all those teams are going to uh, find themselves like that, shuffled back that spot because they've allowed, through having bad years, they've allowed McLaren to get the jump back yeah. into the game well I think anyone from 4th to 10th yeah. could be flipped around within, mm-hmm. with a good winter but you look at um, when you look at the resources that McLaren have got mm. I think it's going to be very difficult for now in a non-Honda McLaren Yeah, uh, it's going to be very difficult for the likes of <laughs> uh, Racing Point you reckon they to jump them? Well, I don't know. Sean Kelly was saying that uh, Virtual Statman he was saying that uh, he expected Racing Point to make the biggest jump from this year to next year, maybe because but they've, but they've got more to make up. Because they didn't, yeah, they got more yeah. to make up, but they didn't really do much with this year's car. They kind no. of put a car together and went, "There you go." That kind of that's the rules. Here's a car. It races. They've also got one okay driver and one of the worst drivers in living memory. They've also oh, come on, Perez isn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> they've 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 uh, increased. What was it? They've I can't remember the size of the land. It's something like nine hundred acres. They're extending their um, they're extending their factory by, and they've also employed two hundred extra staff yeah. as well. I, I so f- they are they are really throwing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lawrence Stroll is really throwing money at that team. <laughs> I feel that a thing I'm on joking. Twitter. So, someone asked, uh, "Who is your most influ- influence? Sorry, which driver has inspired you the most?" Was put on Twitter. I saw your reply to this. I picked Lance Stroll. <laughs> Because he's pro- proved that it doesn't matter how big the talent gap is, uh, or what you can't, what you can actually achieve. There's nothing that a massive pile of cash can't solve. Especially when you. And it's like, a lesson to everybody. Especially when you look like Team Wolf. You do. Look like <laughs> Team Wolf. Or mid tra- mid transition hook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just before he goes green. Yeah. yeah. I'd, have to, I'd have to say James Hunt was my would be my answer to that question. Because if, if you can achieve that much, either hungover or still drunk. <laughs> Actually, we might as well do, do this for realsies. What would be your for realsies? My most influential, like the, the most influential driver. Yeah. Mika Hakkinen for me. Yeah. Yeah. Purely because of the... The, the balls that he had to do some of the things that he did. Yes, he had a massive accident, nearly died in 95. Um, I can remember Senna, I, obviously I remember Senna racing and Senna was always spectacular, but there were, there were a few times when Hakkinen was just, he was almost on that level, not all the time, mm-hmm. but because it was almost on that level once, twice a season, it was, it was amazing to yeah. see when he was. Um, Obviously, the pass in in Spa, uh, greatest overtake oh, in Formula so, history. Yeah. I think he speaks about it so candidly. He he came out of La Source and decided he was going to keep his foot down through a rouge. Depend, mm. remembering in those days they had quite heavy fuel loads. as yeah, well. Yeah, and it was still. Are, are they going to go flat? Are they yeah, going yeah, yeah. to go flat? And he took he took a rouge flat, and he he knew when he took a rouge flat, he thought, right, okay, I'm I'm going to catch him before the end of the straight. And he saw the back marker and thought, I'll go whichever way Michael doesn't go. Yeah. Michael went left. He went right, and he just—he just—that was it. He didn't know. He didn't and know. All, he was all of a sudden, Ricardo's on to needed new underpants <laughs> <laughs> for the second time at Spa. Yeah. 
Uh, See, so for me, my, my, the most influential driver is Mika Hakkinen. I'm stuck because re- really you're looking at Damon Hill because he was like my first, uh, not just the first Formula One driver I supported, the first sportsman I ever supported in any sport. But I suppose for actual influence, it has to be Ayrton Senna. I'm not a massive Ayrton Senna fan. Um, I think I think it's a bit. There's a bit of a um, Kurt Cobain syndrome with him now, where he's a He's overrated posthumously. I know he's a great Formula One driver, but yeah. I think Lewis Hamilton's better. You know, it's, and I think Michael Schumacher was probably better as well. Um, the sorry about your comments. Um, I'm just folding them all over you <laughs> this week. Um, but if it wasn't for Ant Senna crashing and dying, childhood Lee wouldn't have realised the dangers of Formula of One. And I would have never got into yeah. the sport because I thought it was crazy that somebody died playing a game yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, joking aside, I think I would actually go James Hunt. Yeah. Because when he won his championship, um, I was I was six and I wanted a toy Formula One car and I wanted James Hunt's Formula One car. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he was all over the papers, and I think mm-hmm. if it hadn't have been for James Hunt. Winning that title, you wouldn't have got into Formula One. Wouldn't have got into Formula One at all, and I didn't even know the circumstances of James Hunt winning. How you know how he won the championship until years later, but he was a he was a British driver in a fast car that was doing TV adverts with Morecambe and Wise. What's not what's not to love? (laughs) In that respect, I have to give a special mention to Nigel Mansell. But for me, it was the car more than actually Nigel Mansell. I don't know why, just was. Being played by Rick Mail in a Mario Kart advert. It's <laughs> <laughs> strange. I don't have an answer. I don't think of drivers as being influential. Lie. I don't know because I never followed F1 as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think I'm a cynical adult and I don't think of influence. David Coulthard's the only driver who you've got some merch of because I. Yeah, because you bought me. I bought your polo. That's, I bought that's your polo a lie. That's a lie. I have a Ricardo T-shirt. Yeah, I oh, you did. Ford gave me. So yeah, I. Nice chat, Sean. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> you've asked me. I don't. Danny Ricardo, there you go. Good answer. Well yeah. done. <laughs> You're a journalist. You have but, to remain impartial. Yeah, I I don't do like favourites and shit like that. I, yeah, it's, no, it's too much effort. I like. It's like when people ask me who's your favourite Formula One driver. So it's like, well, I don't really have one. I mean, I like watching. <laughs> I like watching good races. You know mm. what I mean. I like mm-hmm. it when 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 drivers deserve their position, they deserve to win, and when they got good battles going on. You know, if Carlos Sainz is fighting um, Lewis Hamilton, I'll be like, yeah, go on, Carlos, go on, go, go yeah. past because he's the underdog. I always quite like the, the, the thing with the underdog. Mm. But then at the same time, in like Hungary, when Lewis Hamilton was like chasing down Max Verstappen on, you know, newer but newer tyres, but like 20 seconds behind, I was just like, oh, is he If you like him? the underdog, I expect to see you in a stroll t shirt next year. <laughs> <laughs> Hass, my friend. It said, un- it said underdog, not runt of the litter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then. Sorry, yeah, Canada. Oh no, it's all right. Canada's not keen on him either. But at the same time, you know, I know a lot of people. You know, Lewis Hamilton's very chalk and cheese, marmite sort of personality. I wanted him to catch Verstappen because I wanted to see the race between Verstappen and yeah, Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it, there's, there's not like a there's not really like a favourite driver for me. I like watching the good the good racing that goes on. I've I've always been sports racist. I always sport British. Britain. Yeah. yeah. I think I think you you do support your home country driver to a certain extent over anyone else. Yeah, but it de- it depends what the quality's like. George Russell and Lando Norris hold a pretty pretty, yeah. pretty strong place yes. in, in favouritism for me, purely because they're rookies and I want them to do well. Yeah. Maybe because they're British. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can I can never warm to Mark Blundell. There was just something about him that wound me up. His name is too similar to Martin Brundle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> too, too Cockney, I don't know. Maybe. this That's an easy way to be put off anybody. Every time he opened his mouth, you expected somebody to come in with backing vocals singing Park Life. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that Cockney, was he? Was he? I'm from Yorkshire. Everyone from south of Sheffield's a Cockney. <laughs> you talk Cockney. I don't, but... <laughs> anyway, back to um, back to this weekend. Um, I don't think we're going to see a massively exciting race because there is not a great deal to play for. I think we'll see a battle possibly forming between uh, Toro Rosso and Renault. 
But given Renault's form when they need to perform, the car's going to let them down. I think Mercedes and um, Red Bull are going to be pretty evenly matched. I reckon Ferrari might try and kill each other again. Yeah. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> I think so. Early doors, though, rather yeah. than later on. Yeah, the they will just straight doors. out the blocks, yeah. right? Where are you? Yeah. And um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Mercedes go... Um, <clears throat> Remember the uh, secret setting for the race? What do you mean? Well, we got that 11. Oh, of course, the dial goes up to 11. I yeah. forgot about this. Um, Mercedes maybe, just, maybe just, yeah, because they've just got nothing to worry about. Yeah, I mean, it, it should be if, you, if you've got anything. Although like, Bottas might be taking the grid penalty. We don't know yet. So he might as well just thrash the shit out of the Yeah, engine. I mean, if you've got any, anything left in any of your available engine components, you just mm. rag the hell out of yeah. it because old, it's not, it's not going to matter. Big old straight, though, isn't it? And Mercedes. And it's, Two, it, yeah. Yeah, mm. but it's not something we're used to saying, but Mercedes have been struggling with straight line speed. All year. And all of a sudden, Honda don't seem to. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when in a drag race with a Mercedes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. Uh, Yeah, so I think they're going to be pretty evenly matched. I think we we might get a good race between those, especially Hamilton and uh, Verstappen. Yeah, possibly. Might get the the season-ending battle Mm. that that we've been looking for most of the year. Yeah. Oh, we could end up with Hamilton out front driving as slow as possible again. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Like, like 2016. Maybe. I wouldn't mind seeing Hamilton Vettel. Do you know what I mean? Because we haven't really seen that this year. No, my prediction Well, we did in Canada and that didn't really end well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, back to what Sean was saying. Oh. I have a feeling that you've got, uh, you, know, you know, as you go up the hill and you've got that big, long, sweeping sort of right-hander before they go down towards By the, the pit exit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Leclerc, so Leclerc three, yeah. and Vettel mm-hmm. will come together there. I think hairpin lap one. Hairpin, <laughs> maybe. Lap one. Oh lap no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking from trust. the start. From mm-hmm. the start, where they're all bunched up. If you've got like a Leclerc or a Vettel on the outside, and there's a mm-hmm. bit of a back go, because part of me wonders. Right, Leclerc's going nowhere in Ferrari. Yeah, well, he's there for a while. Yeah. yeah. So if. Vettel's on the edge of either being dropped or jump before you push sort of thing is it in Leclerc's interest to allow an accident to happen not if it's one where it's obviously his fault if no, he no, could create if, a situation there, where it's Vettel's there, fault yeah. then but if you're gonna if, if you're if you kind of know you're there I don't mean like T-boning him <laughs> But, like, but you kind of know you're a little, little be bit there. more subtle than that. Yeah. I don't know because they've had this sort of being summoned to Maranello and bollocks, haven't they? Maybe that, they ha- they are on some kind of final warning. That Go makes double, double we don't know. probation for yeah. get special measures. measures. Being summoned to Maranello makes me think that they just like materialised in a pentagram, like they didn't know they were going to be there, <laughs> and in a puff of fire, they're at Mar- Maranello. <laughs> In the sacrifice room. Somebody at Furano said some Latin. and yeah. I'm, I'm picturing like cages of fire as well, I think, possibly for this. Claire just appear in the room. <laughs> oh, God, we've been summoned again, Charles. <laughs> and with you, with you saying, look, like sort of causing an accident but not deliberately, I just have this vision of him leaving a plate of free bird seed out. <laughs> with like an anvil hovering over it. Vettel's there going, it doesn't matter how many times this happened, I'm not fucking used to it. I don't like it. <laughs> Look at Red Bull, they just call you. Like, Leclerc's that young that like, he's just. He's, oh, oh, <laughs> shit! This isn't my bedroom. <laughs> I picked the wrong moment to inhale. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said as well. Oh, shit. Mm. <laughs> it's even worse if you get someone no years. Oh, mum! Hello, Mr. Ferrari! <laughs> Anyway, let's get back. Moving swiftly away yeah. from that. Yeah, because oh. we need to quite, quite swiftly. <laughs> uh, well, well, we should be doing some. Uh, should do some actual race predictions. Um, yes. Give me, give me time to think. I'll do, I'll do the ones from people what aren't here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So who? Because I definitely guests? wasn't given what I actually think happened. Have we, have we got? <laughs> I, just, just moving away. Have we got just, a just, guest predictor? We have got a guest predictor this week, and Lee's not going to like this. Um, this well, is Paul from, appears to be in a fat. <laughs> uh, this is from Joel Benedict, who managed to 
placed that bet on the Verstappen win, Hamilton podium, Reichen in top six, and Giovinazzi and Kvyat to both get points. And the bookmarker, the bookmarker, bookmaker paid out on that as well. Mm. Good man. Good. Did, did you get paid out on? No. Mother fucking scoundrels. So he is going for a Hamilton win. That's a terrifying gift. Sexy Charles, in brackets, his official nickname in our house. That's that's second. weird, given how the conversation has just gone. Yes. <laughs> that's, <laughs> and Verstappen third. I don't like that. Thank you. I'm, I'm, what I'm is, moving, what I'm is the gift? Give us I, I need to rest that nickname for him. Sexy Charles. Sexy Charles. Do, 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 do. Sexy <laughs> Charles. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that's ruined. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Uh, his, you've, you've just finished his career now that's <laughs> not about anything else uh, I've got Dan's here as well yeah he's going for a Hamilton win Bottas second and Verstappen third I think Dan's probably thinking the same as I maybe alluded to that you're going to see uh, Mercedes to remember that they've got a mode 11 or whatever they want to call I it I think they'd have used that by now if that was available this year I don't think, I think they've had to I think it's all cool and I think that's their that's their straight line speed I think I think they have are they running their engine reserved because they fucked their car slightly I am going to go also go for Hamilton win because he usually does quite well <coughs> in Abu Dhabi uh, he's got a number of wins there remember, him, remember he was leading in a McLaren it was the last race was it his last race in a McLaren when it yes. broke down yeah mm. And um, yeah, so Hamilton usually does quite well in Abu Dhabi. I'll say he'll win. I, I honestly think Verstappen's got the bit between his teeth, and he's going to finish second. Mm. And third is really open to interpretation for anyone. I'll say Bottas just to keep it safe. Not going, for, not going for science again? No. <laughs> a number of times that people have gone for a Carlos Sainz podium mm. this season and then when it happens, nobody had gone for it. Mm. <laughs> um, Formula One has a tendency to build itself up just to let people down. Yeah. So I'm going to go for a Verstappen win. So all the way through off-season, people are going to talk about Verstappen being a title back contender. back-to-back wins. And then he'll qualify sixth in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> um so I'm going to go for a Verstappen win, Hamilton second, and Albon third. Because Albon deserves that podium. Yeah, it'd be good to see yeah. Albon on the podium after what happened last I time. I am yeah. also planning on going for an Albon podium. I'm going to go for a Hamilton win, a Vettel second, and a somehow Red Bull manufactured Albon third. Oh, do you think they'll throw Max under the bus I, I to, think get him, to get him up there? It would be bad PR, wouldn't it, if they give Albon the Red Bull drive and then he's the only Red Bull-owned driver of the season not to have a podium. Oh, only to nerds like us. I don't think the general public. But we're nerds! Think that. Well, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're nerds and let's face it. Yes. The people listening to us, and certainly the people watching on YouTube, yeah. are of the same mindset. I think that, I think to say that he's... Not the second best Red Bull driver, though. We're even. Oh, I know, I know he's not, but yeah, I know he is. But yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean. All right, I am going for a Verstappen win, mm-hmm. Bottas second, and I'm going to join in with the album podium. And again, I think it'll be an album party. I like that. No, you're having one of those on the 13th. It's an album launch. Ah, <laughs> well, we don't want to see one of those. <laughs> <laughs> And Hulkenberg to finish the race this time. Uh, the right way up. Didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to join in, go to the website, threelegspoorwheels.com. Uh, got the game section, and you can do Grand Prix Prediction League. Put your top three in, and you get to choose pole and fastest lap as well. And you've got until five minutes before qualifying starts on Saturday. Do you think Kubica will do anything like any sort of goodbye gestures? I mean, he can't wave, but you know, he might do something on the way in. I just crash into the pit lane. <laughs> I'm going to go for <laughs> mediocre donuts. World, world, like, ah! world's this slowest is, donuts. Yeah, I think a really bang average donut. This do race is couple... boring. Crash pit lane. Exit. In fact, no, it was last year, wasn't it? Where you had was it Hamilton and Vettel and Alonso all doing donuts? Yes. There's going to be some really average that with like Kubica and Hulk. And stroll just <laughs> stroll just getting confused and joining. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the part of Ricardo Rossett this week is played by Lance Stroll. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, just want to do before we before we uh, shunt it. I know it's going to be a short show tonight, but there's no news. There's no news. Um, Not really. Just want to do a quick shout out to the top three from Formula League last time. We didn't uh, didn't have a chance to. Oh, we didn't do it last week. Get runs on there. Um, third place it was Cal Toomey. Second was Chris Olby, and the winner last week. Carl Toomey's not a name. That's a command. It's, it's, spelled, it's spelled differently. He's Irish. I've, been, I've had to. I've, I've been given a pronunciation guide. What do you think Carl Toomey is commanding someone to do? Come, Carl. <laughs> to meet Carl. Carl to me. You use it for when you're trying to get sheep, and then you go, "Wait to me, Carl. Wait to me, Carl." <laughs> Alessandro Popolani won last week, so anyway. Um, still one, well done, Alessandro. Still one more week to go on the Abu Dhabi Challenge, which is in a Mercedes. you got until next Monday to and get it, your time. Who, who's champion or likely to win the championship this year? Ooh. That's the big um, question. It's so a two-way anybody... fight between Chris and Alessandro. Chris They're... Olby and Alessandro Popolani. Yep, there is only eight points in it with one race left. Oh. Anyone that wins now is the loser because we've never had another helmet to give away. No. <laughs> Listen, sponsors, mm. get your act together. So we will try and get a, we'll try and get a new sponsor for next year's Formula League. Yes, I think we're going to be working this off season to actually get some sponsors. That'd and be nice. maybe yes, and doing other things yet to be discussed because we're going to be discussing them in the off season. Yes, yes. but it's not it's not the off season for no. us yet. No, no it's really still season. Yeah, it's, yeah, we are st- we are still seasoning. It now needs to baste and steep for a bit. Let's shut it. <laughs> Shunting time. You need to close yeah. that laptop down before YouTube accuses you of cheating. For the benefit of YouTube, my laptop is closed. <laughs> and podcast <laughs> listeners. Of this course. one was sent in on Instagram by M Strike. Okay. I think it's S T R I J K. Marcel Streak. Yeah, regular, Marcel. Regular, regular Leist. Yeah, so I do hope I haven't done this one. I don't think I've done this one. He messaged me this morning and said, Have you done mine? I said, No. And I realised how long ago it was, so I thought, Best do When yours. did Marcel send this one in, Lee? He sent this one in in 2014. September. Oh, okay. So it's that's stewing. So this year. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not bad with some of the, uh, no, no, some of the archive ones that it's, have been. It's been, it's been a while. It's, Keeps it exciting though. Keeps it exciting. I was born. Yay. Mm-hmm. In the summer of 65. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Very good. Summer of 65. Okay. I participated in two Formula One seasons. So a 54-year-old who probably took part in Formula One roughly 20 years ago. Roughly, perhaps. You reckon it could be made more like 30, depending on... How old they sometime, were when they got between in. between 20 yeah. and 30 years ago. Yeah. yeah. I have won the 24 hours of Hulkenberg. Oh, good. Ooh. On his own, on an office chair, with a wheel missing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a guess, please. I'll bet you would. Um, Mid-90s race driver who has won Le Mans. Sorry, Jeff Sharp probably has an outstanding one from 2017. You're going <laughs> to have to find that again and send it to me, Jeff. I will do it next week. <laughs> 2017 is beyond the pale of me not taking notice. <laughs> Pedro Lamy was in Formula One for a little bit and has won... I'm sure he's won Le Mans. JJ Leto. I think he did more than two seasons. He was kicking about for about three or four. Okay. Just never did a full season because he kept getting binned. <laughs> or drunk. Yeah, it's finished. Yeah. Uh, should we go Pedro Lamy first? For now, Candy. yes. Okay. Uh, I started go-karting at the age of 17. Ooh, that late. Remarkably that late. That would yeah. explain why you only did two seasons in Formula One. I entered 30 Formula One Grand Prix across two seasons. I did not score any Formula One points. I failed to qualify in my sixth Grand Prix. I'm not sure why all those were one question. Failed to qualify. So could we be looking at somebody like Ricardo Rossit? Well, failed to qualify. They stopped doing that, didn't they? In ninety five, ninety four, ninety five. I thought it was a little they, bit earlier they, than ninety five. But, but you need, you need to give but me. But have you just read out two questions? All as one was when they brought in the hundred percent, and it was about ninety five. For when qualifying, he had to perform in qualifying to actually be able to get into the race because there was more entries yeah. than grid slots. Mm-hmm. So. 
as they were three thrown at you together, I'll I'll read them again if you need me to. Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, I entered 30 Formula One Grand Prix over two seasons. I did not score any points. I failed to qualify in six Grand Prix. Well, JJ Lato did score points, so it's not him. I reckon it's Ricardo Rossett. Okay. Possibly an outside shot of Toro Takagi. I think he was around for two seasons. Did Toro Takagi's later mid nineties? Not, not up on him. He was towards the end of t- <coughs> towards the end of Tyrrell, but I think he was there a little bit before. I think he was one of these Japanese pair drivers that had a year off. Oh, wasn't he going to be one of the drivers in Lola? Maybe. And then that doesn't count because they only did one qualifying session and they were utterly shit and then went bust. Yeah. Car looked nice. Mm, bit legoy. Uh, Mastercard. Uh, Should we go, go Ricardo Ross? Yeah, why not? Yeah. I haven't got anything better. I'm very experienced in sports car racing and no, I'm not Brendan Hartley. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute super fan here. He's getting all the references yeah. and everything. Yeah. <laughs> He's been listening to us for ages. <laughs> hmm. Could be anyone. Could be still could be any. Well, if you're experienced in sports car racing and you won Le Mans twice, you're a good sports car driver. Yeah. I raced in the same Formula One season as my brother. Right. Um, okay. Okay. I mean Ralph Schumacher wasn't that bad. And isn't that old? He was literally the Ralph of Schumacher's. (laughs) I'm going to change the last one because I think it gives it away. I raced in the same Formula 1 season as my brother. Not as is with his brother, not as his brother. Well, he didn't. I I think that's what we meant. I don't don't think we thought he entered under a pseudonym. I can't think of... of I'm struggling any, for brother F1 drivers. Any Formula 1 season where two drivers had the same surname down the road of a terrible other than Ralph and Michael Schumacher? Fan. No. No, that's, that's, that's thrown... Throw me out completely. Is it Gary Neville? <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't scored any F1 points. That is factually <laughs> accurate, to be fair. It could be Gary Paffett, and they're actually related by first name. I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure about him winning the uh, 24 Hours of the Month. No, no. Well, why not Hulkenberg? Did it? Last, by you have one more question. One, one more thing, but I'm, I'm going to change it because, like I say, I think it might make it too. too okay. Obvious. I think we need it. Oh, there's a spaffer as well. I Good. Think we might need that. My teammate uh, had a tragedy. Who was driving the, the other same tech? Was it uh, Shiatarella? Oh, God, it might have been. Domenico Shiatarella, was that his name? Um, Murray Walker, I was used to call him Mima. Oh, Mima, we'll go with Mimo Shiatarella here. Mm. Are you trying to find, are you finding Mimo? <laughs> finding Mimo. Uh, you have a spaffer. Do you, would you like the spaffer before you give me your answer? I think we mm. would like the spaffer. My father is a Formula One world champion. You might want to rethink your guess. <laughs> David Brabham. Yeah. About the Jack right Brabham. age. Jack Brabham's a world champion. David Brabham's good in sport cars, not so good in Formula One. And who was his brother? Or still is? No idea. Could it have been someone involved in the team rather than on the track, though? Yeah, because Brabham, he did drive for Brabham Formula mm. One team. Um, so it could have been brother team principal. Two, uh, likely across two... Um, yeah. Two seasons, nineteen one, ninety two ish. Ninety two was the last Brabham season, wasn't it? I'm gonna rush you because I'm sleepy. <laughs> I'm gonna, I I think David Brabham. Go with that. I'm David Brabham. Yeah, for, for half nice point 
Well done, Chris, and thank you, Marcel. How do you, how do you, how do you uh, shunt up? You can send me a private message on Twitter or Instagram at a total shunt. You can also email them into threelegsballwheels at gmail.com. Um, that's the address to send Formula Lee entries as well if you're on PC or Xbox, if you're on PlayStation. Um, just send a friend request to Pabstar and I'll see them on the uh, on the leaderboard. Um, you can also get us individually on Twitter at... At Flood21. At Sean Cowper. At Pablo100. Uh, Dan is at Dan Dankleton. And of course, we're at Three Legs Four Wheels, which we also are on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. I want to do a quick shout out as well, that if any of you guys have been trying to get the hot lap and the musty audio feed has stopped, it's because I've shifted hosts. So get in touch with me on Twitter uh, or even a PM to us on Facebook and I can sort you out because maybe things are st- there's still a few outliers that I haven't sorted out yet oh the joy the joys of host switching with anything I do it's, I, it's I, been, I do not envy you oh, it's been remarkably easy going to Acast it was much easier going to Acast than it was going from Buzzsprout to Spreaker that was a twat well, the good news for everyone listening to this is we're not moving. We're staying on, staying no, on our own server and we're doing not. our own content delivery. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, we will be doing. I'll be doing the qualifying blog as usual on Saturday. Uh, we'll have a full contingent for Sunday. the Sunday for the race, and I think there will be some buffalo. Cauliflower I believe there as is well. a plan for mm-hmm. buffalo cauliflower. And I will be the well snack, on snack, the snack of the season. I feel. Yes. Yeah, it's got to be buffalo cauliflower. And seeing as, seeing as I've gone out and got one of those cameras, shall we do a little video roundup at the end of the race? Maybe a little post-season roundup, maybe. See how see how you're coping with the aftermath of yeah. If, the if I'm actually able to uh, speak or sit <laughs> down unaided, yeah. Bring your cushions. <coughs> it's one of those rubber rings in a nice the, the pack. ring donut thing. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, we might we might do something. We might not. We'll Sandies. see how it goes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.